Welcome back to another episode of the Bulletproof Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, DF Bean Counter. You can follow me on Twitter at DF Bean Counter. So this is the quarter point of the season. We can now start at this point in the season. I usually like to take a look and see where are we turning right, where are we turning wrong. You guys already know that I victory lap nonstop on Twitter. So we'll we'll try to stick away from the victory laps today. What we're going to look at is some of the players that are changing my mind from my preseason expectation versus some of the players that aren't really trending quite the way that I thought they would, but I still think I'm going to be on the right side of history when it's all said and done. So without further ado, let's dive in. Number one on the list is Michael Pittman Jr. I am cautiously optimistic about Michael Pittman. I don't think that he is necessarily a bona fide superstar at this point, but I think there is a chance that he could be a quality fantasy football player, and I did not think that was in his range of outcomes prior to the season. I'm still taking a wait-and-see approach. That team is dreadful, and uh, yeah, we're going to wait and see on that one. Someone that I do not think I was wrong on, and has been trending very wrong, but I don't think I'm wrong, and I think I'm going to, in the end, I think we're going to end up on the right side of history, is Debo Samuel. Now, obviously, this season, I made a, a big deal out of Debo Samuel being a running back in the wide receiver position because he had a two completed air yards on the entire year last year, which is wide receiver or as running back-esque, right? Now, this year, the the Debo Samuel Sands are in my mentions being like, ha-ha, his ADOT is back to his rookie year standards. I'm like, yeah, that's not a running back ADOT. That also isn't a wide receiver ADOT. That is a gimmick ADOT. Debo Samuel is a gimmick. Players that are gimmicks do not have 35% target shares. They don't. That target share is coming down, and that target share is boosted to 35% at the expense of George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk. Obviously, I was very bullish on Brandon Ayuk. I'm not ready to throw in the towel yet, but I'm a little concerned, but I'm still buying because I'm going to buy him for the rest of time. But we're talking about Debo Samuel right now. Debo Samuel still does not have a real wide receiver ADOT. He's still not playing the wide receiver role in the way that we normally see quality wide receiver ones play that role. Could Debo Samuel be a unicorn? A one of a kind? A Yeah, he could be. But I don't bet on unicorns. So I'm willing to bet that his ADOT, his role, is going to bring his target share down. And therefore, I'm getting out. Whether it's redraft, dynasty, I don't care. This is a player that I think is good at football. I don't think that's in question. I think he's a good football player. The problem is he's not going to be an elite fantasy scorer. And therefore... He should be on somebody else's team if they think he's going to be an elite fantasy scorer. If you think he's going to be a reasonable wide receiver one, two, or wide receiver two, three, keep him. But I don't think that's what the expectations are right now. So while we are trending wrong, I think that's going to turn around and we're going to end up quite all right on that one. Another player that I think I'm trending wrong on, but I think I'm going to be right long term on is Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts had one really, really good game, and it was against the, do we even call it a defense? Is it called a defense when it's the Atlanta Falcons non-offense? Do we call them a defense? I don't even, I don't even know. Jalen Hurts had a really, really strong game against the Atlanta Falcons. Other than that, he has been mediocre to poor. I'm sorry. At passing the ball. At passing the ball. He's a pretty good runner. We, we knew he's a pretty good runner. The problem is you have to be more than a pretty good runner. You have to be a great runner like a Lamar Jackson who can also pass or a Josh Allen who now can pass, but he couldn't back in the day. Or uh, who else could I think of? Uh, Cam Newton. Cam Newton was a passable passer. I'm not sure that Jalen Hurts is going to get there. Maybe I think he, right. I st- I'm sticking to my guns here. I still think he's more of a Colin Kaepernick where he will shine bright and he will flame out early. That is my feelings on Jalen Hurts. I do not believe that his early season play has changed that opinion in my mind, though I think there are, is a subset of the population on Twitter that is really into Jalen Hurts. I don't know. I'm not into it. I like him in redraft. I don't like him in dynasty. 
Yeah, he's going to score a lot of points until he's not starting anymore. And that's what we should expect from here on out. Now, another player that is absolutely trending wrong from a fantasy football perspective, but the take was always about, well, it was always about fantasy football, but it wasn't about this year. It was about this player is an exceptional player and you should roster him in dynasty because eventually exceptional players score a lot of fantasy points. And you are probably still too low on Joe Burrow. You probably are. Joe Burrow is having a season for the ages. From an efficiency standpoint, his completion percentage over expected is really strong. His PFF grade is really strong. His EPA per pass play is really strong. His EPA per pass play plus CPOE is really strong. Everything that Joe Burrow has shown so far is that he is one of the best quarterbacks in football. Now, what we're waiting for is for Zach Taylor and the Cincinnati Bengals to unleash Joe Burrow on the world. And with Joe Burrow's skill, and the wide receivers that he has at his disposal, we are talking about a top five perennial quarterback that is going to be challenging Kyler Murray and Josh Allen, and if Josh Allen stays in this range, and uh, what's his name? The, the guy that's really good at football, plays for the Chiefs, uh, Patrick Mahomes. He's going to be challenging those guys. He's going to be up in that tier by the end of this season. Heading into next season, we're expecting top five production. This year, we're expecting quality play, low volume. I think that's fair to say. The other thing that's interesting is people are saying he doesn't have a high ceiling. Joe Burrow does not have a high ceiling. He's not a high ceiling passer. That is absurd. That is completely absurd. There's a, how do you define a high ceiling passer? Passing high quality throws, difficult throws. Does that be a good quality? Player profiler has a metric called money throws. It is defined as something along the lines. I don't have it up in front of me, but it is basically throws that take a high level of skill or in, crucial situations. Joe Burrow is number four in the NFL in raw money throws. Not not money throw rate, raw money throws. Joe Burrow is number 30 in total pass attempts. Joe Burrow is one of the most talented passers in football. And the sooner you get on board, the sooner you get to win your league. So just go and get Joe Burrow. You're too low. Raise him. Move him on up. Move him on up. We want some Joe Burrow. So I'm pretty sure that we're trending wrong from fantasy football perspective this year, but we are trending very, very right from a dynasty fantasy football perspective. And one thing that I'm pretty happy to be wrong on right now is Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson is an absolute alpha despite his frame. He's only, I don't know, 5'10", 183 pounds. The dude is commanding like 30% of the targets. Last year in the games he played that he didn't actually like leave or get benched. He was also in the high 20s. This guy is a target magnet and you just need to get him on your teams. I know that Ben Roethlisberger sucks. Don't get me wrong. Ben Roethlisberger is bad. But Deontay Johnson is getting targets. A lot of them. And he's not doing it with a bunch of guys that are nobodies. Juju Smith-Schuster has a 1,400-yard season on his resume. And Deontay Johnson came in and just pushed him aside. Just go get Deontay Johnson on your team. He's going to get a lot of volume for a long time. And volume wins. So I'm, I was wrong. I thought that Deontay Johnson maybe wasn't that good at football. Turns out he's pretty good at football. One of the reasons I actually... I actually, This is kind of... Whatever. I moved Deontay Johnson way up my rankings... I don't know, a month before the season. And the realization, the realization that I had was number one, his target share was absurd. And number two, people were fading him for drops. And anytime that somebody's going to fade a player for drops, I'm going to go buy that player because those players are really good at football. Normally, if you are good enough to get targeted so much that your drops become a meme, you're getting targeted enough to be really good at football. Anyway, one of the things I want to talk about real quick before we get into the rest is we are not sponsored, by the way. Uh, we're part of the, the Pigskin Podcast Network, and we're happy to be a part of the network. And in conjunction with that, we are involved with DraftKings. We're now a partner with DraftKings. So in week five, we have a special DraftKings promo just for you. 
Let me tell you how it works. New customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team, either team, not both teams, one of the teams scores a single point, you can win 100 bucks. The last 0-0 tie in the NFL in NFL history, the history of the game was in 1943, that was during World War II. So, this is a no-brainer. <laughs> just just go get it. If Sportbook isn't available in your state, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Don't worry. They're not going to leave you on the doorstep. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So here is your task. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code TPP. And reminder, that is for the Pigskin Podcast Network, who is sponsoring the show. Throw down $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point, i.e. they're giving you 100 bucks. Just go do it. So that's promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, of course. Now, there are stipulations. You must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required. One per customer restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. So that being said, let's get back into it. The player that I think I was not wrong about, but you might think I'm wrong on, that I don't think I'm wrong on, but we'll see. Mike Giusecki. You may recall Mike Giusecki from an earlier episode in which the most famous line in all of the podcast history, all of the bulletproof podcast history comes from. Mike Giusecki is, of course, a volume-fueled masquerade as a tight end one. He is so infuriating. The, this player is set up absolutely perfectly. I need, to, I need to just tell you, he basically actually plays wide receiver with a tight end designation. The hilarious part of that is if pretty much any of the good tight ends played extre- exclusively wide receiver at the th- with a tight end designation, they would smash. Mike Jacecki, on the other hand, is tight end 11 in points per game. I, I just I don't even know what to say. Like this player is handed fantasy football stardom on a silver platter and he can't do a damn thing with it. Another player that you may have thought I was going to be wrong on because he had some overtime games that just propelled him into stardom, except for the whole, like, he has to get targeted to be a star thing. Brian Edwards, at this point in the season, has an 11% target share. <laughs> Brian Edwards is who we thought he was. Face planners, face plan. That's how it works. If you still got Brian Edwards on your team, go and trade him. Player that I think I might be wrong on, that I'm open to being wrong on at this point in the season, there are not a lot. This is not take lock. We just believe that our analysis is worthwhile, but we might be wrong on this one. Daniel Jones has been lights out and the New York faithful are letting me know they are in my mentions, pulling up old tweets, pulling up tweets from years ago. There's one I was comparing uh, Dwayne Haskins and Daniel Jones rookie season and lamenting about how Daniel Jones was somehow quarterback 10 in ADP. And he basically did nothing better than Dwayne Haskins did. Anyways, Daniel Jones is playing really well this year. He's also averaging six, carries per game this guy looks like he might have an elite ceiling because of the rushing potential he is a konami code quarterback here and now he is kind of like jalen hurts except playing well so that's interesting if i had to pick between the two i'm taking daniel jones and jalen hurts is going way way earlier he is valued way way higher i would rather have daniel jones and jalen hurts and that's saying something because i'm not into daniel jones or i haven't been up until now but he's making me a believer and they're really going. He's playing extremely well. 
I'm still a little skeptical, but at his price tag, I'm into it. Okay, another player that I think that you might be thinking I'm wrong on, but I th- I'm still thinking I'm probably not wrong on is uh, Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold, he got gased, as they say. I don't think he got gased. I think he just ain't that good. And when you ain't that good, you need somebody else to drag you along. And he just so happens to have a generational prospect who had back-to-back 1,200-yard seasons at age 22 and 23 who is now dragging him along. And his name is DJ Moore. Getting away from Adam Gase didn't solve Sam Darnold's problems. Being able to toss the football into the outstretched arms of DJ Moore time and time again, 30% of his pass. 30% of his dropbacks is what is fixing Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold still is not a good quarterback. You should not roster Sam Darnold. This is not going to last. The DJ Moore thing will last, but Sam Darnold ain't good. Will he score fantasy points? Probably a little bit. Is he going to score five rushing touchdowns in the first four weeks every year? And in every four-week stretch thereafter? No, he is not. You should probably not be investing all your eggs in Sam Darnold. And the last one I want to talk about is one of my favorites. I mentioned earlier that the uh, the New York Giants faithful are, are burning up my mentions in regards to the Daniel Jones. It's not just Daniel Jones. Don't get me wrong. It's not just Daniel Jones. They also did not like my fake alpha talk when it came to Kenny Galladay. So Kenny Galladay had a big week last week. I don't know, maybe you saw it. It's kind of a big deal in New York. For the season, for the entire season, four weeks with guys like Sterling Shepard, who y'all don't think is any good. Kadarius Tony, who y'all don't think is very good. Evan Ingram's been hurt. And now he came back and pretty well matched Kenny Galladay in his first week back from injury because, of course, he did. Kenny Galladay has an 18.7% target share through four weeks. And you guys think he's an alpha? 18.7% target share? That is so far from being a quality fantasy wide receiver. So far in like just absurd. And people are pulling up my receipts on this and laughing at me. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, they're like, oh, fake alpha. Bean counters, no one he's never watched football before. Like, he has 18 percent. His target share is lower than his career average. His career average is too low. Ah, anyways, the point is Kenny Galladay is a fake alpha. He always was, he always will be. Sell Kenny Galladay if you can get something worthwhile for him. If you can't get something worthwhile for him, let's just ride it out. But Kenny Galladay is far from an alpha, and that's all I got to talk about tonight. Mm-hmm.